Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. If plus then is a, co- is a conclusion, it's a unique conclusion, but it's a conclusion that comes directly out of the book of Proverbs. I'm doing something a little different today. I think a little crazy today. I'm actually preaching three different sermons. And so if you want to hang out with me for the day, I'm going to be here. And, um, and the reason that I'm doing that is that most often when we start a new series, there's so much uh, um, to an introduction. And a lot of times I feel like I preach half of an introduction and half of a message. And so I, I decided I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to walk throughout the whole day. So uh, when you go home, please tune in this week on the, on the website, on your app and um, listen to the other two messages because it's going to take me three messages to kind of complete, uh, to give a, what I feel is a real complete thought. Today's first message is going to focus on the overall equation of blessing. We go to school to learn all sorts of things, and um, we learn equations in school, And the Word of God, and especially the book of Proverbs, is actually God's school, God's academy for us, an academy that we can go to every single day to learn how to live and be blessed. How many people want to be blessed by God? You have to learn how to be blessed. It's not something that you just quote your way into. It's not something that you just declare your way into. The Bible teaches that God really wants to bless us, but you have to learn how to be a blessed person. And we're going to, and that's what the book of Proverbs is all about. It's better than lynda.com or Masterclass or Khan Academy. How many want to be part of God's Academy today? Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So what we're going to do is, even though most of this series, all of this series is actually focused on Proverbs chapter 3, the first message today is going to be in Proverbs chapter 1, because we have to define a couple of very important things. So we're going to read, not the whole chapter, but we're going to read a number of verses today out of Proverbs chapter 1. And I want to remind you, this is the introductory message to the series. So Proverbs chapter 1, this is the Passion Translation. We chose the Passion Translation for this because it explains what a proverb is. And so it says, here are kingdom revelations, words to live by, and words of wisdom given to empower you to reign in life, written as Proverbs by Israel's King Solomon, David's son. A little bit more, now we're gonna jump to verse 20. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. 
I will share my heart with you and make you wise. It's powerful. And then listen, uh, Proverbs chapter 1 ends this way. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. Could we praise God for his powerful word and his amazing promises? And so what I want to do, what I want to do right now is unfold a couple of very, very important things about the book of Proverbs and especially in the first chapter. So what is a proverb? A proverb, as, as outlined in, in this verse, proverbs are kingdom revelations. Everyone say kingdom revelation. They are words to live by. Everyone say words to live by. Not just words to hear. Not just words to agree with. Words to live by. Words given to empower us to reign in life. Proverbs are kingdom advice. Everyone say kingdom advice. Proverbs are kingdom advice given to grow our lives into victory and abundance. They are kingdom advice. So God's word is like a school. And you go into the school and you listen and you learn. Now, you still have to take the advice and put it into practice. But it's powerful kingdom advice. It's a revelation about God's will, God's heart, God's ways. There are things that God blesses and things that he doesn't bless. You see? And so God is revealing kingdom advice to us. And in the book of Proverbs, this is very important. I hope you'll always remember this. The, the Proverbs teach us in some unique ways. Could you put up the next? There are three types of Proverbs. The first is contrastive. Okay, contrastive is, is this, here's an example. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the, unfaith, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Sometimes when you're reading in the book of Proverbs, they're showing you a contrast. The Lord is giving us a contrast between one person and another, one type of decision and another. Then there are also comparative Proverbs. Here's a comparative Proverbs. Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. You see? And so here, here is another uh, piece of kingdom advice. Now the first two types of Proverbs are, are in, could you go back for a second? The first two types of Proverbs, contrastive and comparative, they are primarily instructional. They're sort of like glasses, and, and what's powerful about a proverb is that with one sentence, God says a whole lot. One sentence, he says a whole lot. And so the first two, God is giving us instruction. He's talking about it's better to be upright rather than unfaithful. He's saying, look, it's, it's uh, should I say, it's, 
Here is the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful, that's the contrastive, are destroyed by their duplicity. Here it's saying it's better to have a little bit of vegetables. How many know it's better to have just a little bit with love, joy, and peace than a lot with stress and hatred and strife? How many would say amen? God wants to give us glasses, discernment, so we could look at things, and when we go to make decisions, we will decide our way into an alignment with the blessing of God. You see, the blessing of God is not automatic, so we have to, we, we, we get to cooperate with it. Now, the third is the completive. Everyone say completive. So next, next service, we'll be looking at this verse. Watch this. It says, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years, and your life will be satisfying. Completive Proverbs are where we get the if plus then equation. If we put our faith in God's advice, everyone say God's advice. Here's what God is declaring to us in his word. Here is the if plus then equation laid out for us. If we put our faith in God's advice, then God will channel his power to bring about our blessings. Let's read that together. If we put our faith in God's advice, then God will channel his power to bring about our, our blessing. If, so here's what happens. God lays out advice for us, and we have to put our faith in God's advice. We're going to spend the whole day talking about how important it is to take God's advice. A lot of people come to church, but they don't take God's advice. A lot of people read the Bible, but they don't take God's advice. You see, blessing comes when we put our faith in God's advice. And hence the title of today's message is, If Plus Then Equals Blessing. How many want to be blessed here? You want the blessing of God on your life? Amen. Well, what I want to do is I want to pray right now because there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. And I want to take the day and walk through this very slowly. You know, when I first became a Christian, I used to shake my head a little bit. I'm just being honest with you. This has actually shaped the way I read the Bible. It shaped the way I pastor. But when I first became a Christian, I used to shake my head a little bit because I couldn't figure out why spiritual people could go for so long without the blessing of God on their life. You know that's possible. You see, you could belong to God, but not walk in the blessing of God. You know why? Because you don't take his advice. And we have to take God's advice, God's counsel, in order to really be blessed. Our Heavenly Father really, really, really wants to bless us. But we have to take his advice. And so I want to I pray right now 
that there would be um, a clarity of receiving and understanding. I want to pray that we would drink deep today the word of God. That we would drink deep the truths of God. Because the Lord wants to bless his people. And can I tell you, the Bible says that it is to the glory of God when we are fruitful. It's, God gets the glory when we walk in his blessing. And so some people don't believe that God really wants to bless them, but how many know God wants to bless all of his people? How many would say amen? So let's close our eyes and pray. Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, we thank you for the Bible that you've given us. It's, it's like a beautiful classroom that we could go to every single day. There's always something new to learn. There's always something fresh to receive. And God, I pray that we would become like little children. Lord, school and learning dominates the life of a child. And God, we pray that learning, oh God, and following you and hearing from you, we ask that it would dominate our lives. No matter how old we are, Lord, we can keep learning from you, Lord Jesus. So bless this day and bless the remaining moments, God. Give us ears to hear. And I pray, Father God, that even though we speak in general terms, I pray for the specific application of the Holy Spirit to, to take place today. And we thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. amen and amen. If we put our faith in God's advice, he will bless us. So let's, let's talk about this very quickly. Let's talk about God's advice. First of all, this is teaching us that God's advice is a kingdom revelation. Proverbs are kingdom revelations given to us so that we could grow our lives into victory and abundance. The revelations that God gives us are so that we could have God's direction, so we could know God's plan, so that we can fulfill God's purpose. All of them are for our victory and blessing. And, and Proverbs uh, verse 1 says, Here are kingdom revelations. When you read the word of God, God is showing you something about his heart, about his kingdom, and about what can be a real blessing to your life. When you go to school, you may get facts and you may get information, but that information doesn't guarantee blessing. But every kingdom revelation that you receive God carries blessing in it if you'll take it as God's advice. And so the book of Proverbs is, is intentionally revealing the principles of God so that you and I can excel in our lives. God doesn't want to have blessing be a mystery to us, but it does require revelation. Everyone say revelation. This is vitally, vitally important for all of us. And here's what I would say. God shares his, his advice while honoring our right to choose whether we want to or not. So God can speak to someone today. If you're married here, right? A lot of times let's say you're a man and you're married. 
your wife can kind of give you some advice. How many brothers ever failed to take your wife's advice? And then when it gets all jacked up, you walk in the house. You know what I'm saying? It's not that you didn't have what you needed to be blessed. It's that you didn't listen. You see, so much of life is receiving the kingdom revelations of God. And here's what I want to say about, about this. See, the concept of kingdom revelation is very important to every believer. If you're a Christian, you need to understand that your relationship with the word of God in a lot of ways is God revealing truth to you and it will be significant and crucial for the rest of your life as you're led by God one of the main ways that he will lead you is through kingdom revelations he'll show you over and over again there were great men of God in history uh, uh, that came to I have a book in my library called uh, Life Verses. And um, it talks about different verses in the Bible that change people's lives. How many know I've ever heard of Martin Luther? Not Martin Luther King Jr., but Martin Luther, the great reformer. So he read a verse, the just will live by faith, and it was a kingdom revelation, and it transformed his life. It changed him. Another one, uh, and I read his biography about 28 years ago or so, was David Livingston. David Livingston was a great missionary, and at a certain point, he was in Africa, and while he was in Africa, listen to this, in 1856, after 16 years in Africa, Livingston was afraid for his life while being surrounded by hostile and infuri infuriated natives. He was nearly resolved to leave his missionary post, but this is what happened. He got a kingdom revelation. Great stress, great pressure, great hardship, a crossroads moment in his life. But here's what his journal said. It said, but I read that Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And look, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. That right there, lo, I am with you always. God popped that out. It kind of became super bold. God took that one line and it pierced David Livingston's heart and he said, look, it is the word of a gentleman of the most strict and sacred honor, so there's an end of it. I will not cross furtively tonight as I intended. He said, I'm not going to run because God spoke to me. I got a kingdom revelation tonight. It doesn't matter how many people are surrounding me. I got a kingdom revelation. That's the way Christians live. That's the way Christians live. See, God wants to speak to her. Okay? She has choices to make. When she comes to the crossroads of life, God wants to give her a kingdom revelation. God wants to speak to her and speak to her and speak to him. Every day we have lots of decisions, but how many know we have the Holy Ghost inside of us, the Holy Spirit to guide us? 
For the Christian life is a series of kingdom revelations, and the book of Proverbs is almost like level one, grade one, just giving us the basic way to make decisions. Another one was John Wesley. John Wesley, it's an interesting thing. John Wesley went into the ministry, but he wasn't saved. Because in some places, the, the ministry and church is just culture. But he started to realize, wait a second, something's wrong. Okay? And then here's what happens. It says, that Wednesday morning. That Wednesday morning. You see, everyone, unless the Lord tarries, everyone has a Wednesday morning. <laughs> you know? This was his Wednesday morning. Like, you'll have a Monday morning. I hope Jesus come back tonight. I, I don't want a Monday morning myself. I want to go. How many are ready to go? I'm ready to go right now. But the, but the Bible is for every single day. The Holy Spirit wants to speak into our lives. And so look at what happened. That Wednesday morning before he went out, he opened his Bible haphazard and a text leaped out at him. Thou art not very far from the kingdom of God. And he went over, not very far from the kingdom of God, not very far. And, he, and, and it strangely reassured him how far he was so near that very evening he entered into it. He had a kingdom revelation. And because John Wesley had a kingdom revelation, he would go on to preach thousands, I think like 40,000 sermons were preached by John Wesley. You see, why? Because he had a kingdom revelation. And not just today, but for the rest of you, uh, of our lives, God wants to speak to us. God wants to counsel us. How many of you know God is in the business of speaking to his people? How many would say amen with me today? Amen. Now, here's important, okay? Kingdom revelations are given so that we can live a blessed life as opposed to a successful life. Success has worldly or demonic sources. Blessing has God's hand as its source. You see, a big part of the problem is that even though we're Christians and we belong to Jesus, some of us take our cues from, we take our teaching and our guiding and our leading, we take our cues from the world instead of from God's hand. God's hand is able to bless us even though we don't live like the world lives. And so it's important for us to understand, you realize success, it has no eternity in it. Success has no security in it. Okay, success, in, in the end, success even has no community in it. You see these people, they're so successful, and this is happening. People are dropping like flies right now. Okay, because they're successful, but in the end, they feel terribly alone. You see, but how many know when you get the blessing of God in your life, the blessing of God is not just for today, it's for all of our tomorrows until we see him face to face. How many know the blessing of the Lord is good and he has no trouble to it, the Bible says. There's a security in the blessing of God. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a divine paternity, if I could put it that way. We, it comes from our heavenly father. When I was a little kid, a quarter was such a big deal. Now it's like, Dad, can I have 
back in the Stone Age when I was a kid, it was 25 cents. And you know what? It was such a blessing. They were, there was a store they sold. They sold, uh, uh, man, I'm really aging myself. One penny, one cookie. And I remember my dad would give me a quarter and I would buy 25 cookies. <laughs> you know? And that's, life was so good. It was so good to say, hey, dad. But listen, even though you get a job, how many know we can still say, hey, dad? We can still go to him. And the heavier life gets, the more we need God. You know? But for the Christian, we have to become, we should, we need to become blessing-oriented rather than success-oriented. I was, I was just praying about this. I, I think about young people and... Um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to jump to the next point in a second. I was going to wait, but yesterday I saw a, um, like a four-minute clip of Mac Miller's music. Now, I'm not into secular music. I don't listen to secular music. I didn't go there because I'm into secular music. But when I heard that this young man died of an overdose... Um, I was curious as to who he was, and I listened to one of his songs. And uh, even in the song, the lyrics of the songs, you could hear his cry for clarity, his, cr his cry for guidance. And he was saying, I don't have to lie anymore, but I have demons the size of a house. I've dug a hole big enough to bury me. He was saying all of these things, but you could see what a gifted young man. I'm t I was crying for Mac Miller, you know. And I was like, I was so angry at the devil. So angry. So angry, but, the, but Mac, if, so I, we did a lot of research. I could, I could give you like a little documentary on Mac Miller, but, you know. But he was just searching for voices. He was searching, he was searching for voices. Which, listen, this is the important thing for us to understand. God's advice, it shouts every single day. Look, wisdom shouts in the streets. I'm telling you, I know God was reaching out to Mac. I know he was reaching out to Anthony Bourdain. I know he was. You know, it came in so many different ways. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls out to the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front of the city gate. And God says, how long? He says, come and listen to my counsel, my advice. Remember, everyone, the advice is there. Remember, don't say God is not talking to you. He is talking to you. Don't say God is not speaking. He is speaking. How many know his word is always speaking? His word is living and active, the Bible says. You see? So it's shouting, but we have to recognize God's voice is one of many voices. Listen very quickly here.
okay? We have all of these competing voices. Every single person here has all of these competing voices in their life. There's God's counsel, but then there's culturalism, okay? But it, by culturalism, it means that we are defined by where we came from and by our environment. Right now, social media and the media, they dominate what is important or not important in this culture. You see, you listen to the news or you look on social media or on Facebook and people are taking their cues from the culture. And I'm telling you right now, taking your cues from the culture will not bring long-term blessing upon your life. Whatever it offers is just maybe some shallow worldly success, but it will not bring the blessing of God. Won't bring the blessing of God. Wisdom is God's advice, God's counsel. There's relativism. It says we are defined by whatever we des desire to be defined by. Some people say there's no truth. Some people say there's no right and wrong. Some people say, well, as long as, as, long as you just don't hurt anyone, you can do whatever you want to do. I'm telling you right now, the end of that is not blessing. The end of that is not joy and peace and victory. The end of that is great disappointment. There's all kinds of voices. There's existentialism or hedonism. We're defined by our experience or our pleasure. You know, many, many years ago, I was talking to someone about the Lord, a loved one actually, and uh, they were young. And I've watched this over the years. They were pretty young and they were like, man, I hope they have Jack Daniels in, in hell. It's gonna, I'm not going to heaven. I hope they have Jack Daniels. going to be a party or whatever. Now they're not, you know, 26 or whatever it is. Now they're like 65 or 66 and hell is a lot closer. And you know what? They can't party. If they try to go to a club, they're, they're get out of here. You want to be, how many know the world rejects you after a while? You know, you know, and, and now their, their, their tune has changed. See, the world says, live however you want to live. You know, kids, if you're in high school or in college, the world says, live however you want to live. Enjoy yourself now. Party now. Serve God later. That is a lie. It's a trap from the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. There's humanism. I'm reading a book right now. It says we're defined by our reason and ethics. You know, where man is God. Man is not God. We're too frail. We're too weak. We're too uh, finite. We don't understand so many things. Even the smartest person doesn't understand everything. To make ourselves God. You see, education is good. But how many know education is not enough? Everyone, we need God's counsel. Come on, let's put our hands together and say, yes, Lord. So many voices. Listen, listen to the voice. You know, when I got into cooking, I, cooking has become a hobby of mine for about four or five years. I read so many books on cooking. One of the books I refused to read was anything by Anthony Bourdain because his stuff was so unnecessarily vulgar. I just, I couldn't take it. 
you know, so I never read anything by Anthony Bourdain. I was never an Anthony Bourdain fan, but when he died, my heart was broken. Left a daughter, had everything. He died in a hotel in Paris. I want you to think about this, okay? Because there's what Instagram and social media looks like, and then there's real life. I want you to think about this. In, in Paris, he was in France, but let's say he was in Paris. In Paris, he was probably in the nicest hotel room that you and I wish we could afford. Experiencing the finest of foods and, 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 and the opportunity to experience the best that France offers. And he was so empty. He had a daughter. He had money. He had fame and all of this. And he was so empty in the end. Listening to the wrong voice that he hung himself. Look at what it said. Look at what he said. Listen, it says, look. I understand he was only 10 years older than me. I understand that inside me there is a greedy, gluttonous, lazy hippie. There's a guy inside of me who wants to lay in bed and smoke weed all day and watch cartoons and old movies. I could easily do that. My whole life is a series of strategies to avoid and outwit that guy. I'm aware of my appetites and I don't let them take charge. Leave this up. You look at a guy like Anthony Bourdain six months ago and he's on some TV show and he sounds so clever and so sharp and so smart. You go, wow. And meanwhile, there were voices shouting at him. You know why? Because even though wisdom cries aloud in the streets, there are also other voices crying out in the streets. Can you hear the voice of God? All right, now, now, now we got to start applying this. Can you hear the voice of God? Are you hearing wisdom? Because the, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it ends up in destruction. It could seem right, but it still ends up in destruction. Meanwhile, God is giving us counsel so that we can walk in victory. God is giving us counsel so that we can experience the blessed life, the abundant life. Amazing. Listen, look at this. Look at this picture of this young man. That's, that's Mac Miller. 1992. You've got to be kidding me. And I listened to him. He's, you know, even though I was, I'm not into what his message might be, but my heart broke. My heart just broke. I'm, I've, like, I'm, I've been crying over Mac Miller for the last couple of days. Listen to this. This is what's really happening out in the world. I had, this is a quote by him. I had this assistant, and part of what he did was, was wipe the coke and sometimes blood off of my rolled up bills. I had this moment when I looked at my phone and I saw that I had him listed in there as intern. I asked him what he had me in his phone as. He said, my hero. Be careful who's your hero. Be careful who you admire. Be careful what voice you're listening to. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. God wants to bless us. God wants to absolutely bless your socks off. 
I was right in this room yesterday and my grandsons came in and, and they ran and they said, Grandpa, and, and I, if I, what could, what could I give them? I'll give them anything, everything that would be a blessing to them. And my love for them is just a drop, a drop compared to the incredible ocean of God's love for you and all of his people. How many know he loves us with an amazing ocean of love? But what he does is he gives us advice. He gives us advice. By the way, can I say this? Because I think we have a, a little bit of time. If you're young and you're musical and you're gifted, here's one of the other things. Todd, you know, Todd and his wife, they, they minister to universities. You know, and I want you to challenge these young people who are gifted, gifted in the arts. I was like, Lord, where is my Mac Miller? Where's that band with him? I, I need a Mac Miller who's so, so, so sold out to Jesus, so surrendered to the glory of God, so given to the kingdom of God that when he raps or when he sings that people will be cut by the anointing not by the fake anointing of this world not by a demonic anointing but by a godly anointing oh man if we would just be sold out to Jesus I want to pray for our church. I want to pray that we would be a voice that stands next to these other voices that says the voice of the Lord is the best voice to follow. Jesus is the hero to have in our hearts. Could we say amen and put our hands together? Hallelujah. Man, I, I can't believe that the devil stole another one. Can't believe the devil stole another one. But how many know, the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Everyone say, not me. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life to the fullest. Proverbs are kingdom revelations given to us they're given to us that if we just put our faith in God's advice, if we put our faith in God's way, we will walk in victory. We will experience the abundance of God. And here's what I want to close with. This is what the Bible says about God's advice. And this is vitally, vitally important for all of us to understand. It's this. God's advice has a promise and a warning. It says, for simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. So here's what it means. What it means is that God will give us advice at times. And even though we're given advice, we go, yes, yes, yes. And then we're so passive instead of taking God's advice we're so passive and we say tomorrow and we say later 
And then you know what? Those are the very same people who says, God doesn't listen. God doesn't hear. God doesn't answer. I tried Jesus and it doesn't, and it doesn't, you know, I tried that Jesus thing and it doesn't work. It works, but you got to take God's advice. How many would say amen? And so there's a, there's a warning when God gives you counsel, don't sleep. Don't put it off. It says, but, to, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. And so God is saying, if you take my advice, you might get surrounded by natives, but I'm going to be with you. If you take my advice, there will be there will be hardship, but I'm going to see you through all of the hardship. Thou, O Lord, are a shield about me. You're my glory and the lifter of my head. How many know he's a shield about those who put their trust in him? Hallelujah. You know, last thing. When, when, um, when you have kids... When you have kids, you pray, you teach them, but you know that the rubber meets the road when they make their choices. You can't, you can't open your child's head and rewire them. You know, did you, did you know that God didn't make us robots? If anyone wants to know why there's so much sin and evil in this world, it's because when the devil tempted Eve, she had a choice. That's why. God will not force you, but he will offer you his counsel and his advice. Listen to this. I will close with this verse and then we're going to pray. In the book of in the book of James, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Everyone say, ask God. If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God. You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Here's what it means. It means when you don't know what to do, if you go to God, God doesn't say, you should already know that. That's not what God does. If you go to God and say, God, help me. God, God doesn't hold. How many are thankful that he doesn't hold the past against us? Though our sins be as scarlet, we are made white as snow. He doesn't say all of those things. What God says is, okay, sit down and listen to me. It says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God will show you the way. God will give her the right choice, and her the right choice, and him the right choice. And here's what happens. What happens is, day by day, but see, what I'm talking about, as we go to close this, what I'm talking about, this is what we don't like. Okay, we're going to close right here. This is what we don't like. It's if plus then. Everyone say then. God is in charge of the then. You see? He's in the waiting. 
Take courage, my heart. Stay, be steadfast, my soul. The difference between the Christian and all others is that we say, God said this. God promised this. I'm going to do what God says, and I'm going to wait for God's then. Because when the then comes, I know it's going to be powerful and blessed and glorious. We wait. Faith, what faith does is says, Jesus, you have my every, everything in your charge, in control. And Lord, I'm just going to do what you're telling me. The, the, the difference between us and God is that God is eternal. God can be in tomorrow. God is in the past. We don't understand the mystery of what it means to be eternal. All we have is today. And today we say, I'm going to follow you today. And here's what I'm praying. You see how Pastor Jose goes into a prison and he talks to a guy and the wife was praying? Nine years. Nine years she was praying. But how many know God hears the cries of his people? <laughs> but notice then God works on the man and when he works on the man, the man had to finally surrender and say, God, I want to do it your way. So here's what I want to pray today, this first message in the series. Jesus said over and over, he who has ears to hear, he would say, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Hear what? What God is saying. I want to pray today, and I want you to take the issues of your life right now. And part of what I've been praying is some people here are at specifically at a crossroads. There are some people here, you literally at a, are at a point of making choices. And you, wisdom cries aloud in the streets. And God says, if you call upon me, I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things you don't even know. How many know God has the answer to all of our problems? Hallelujah. So today, very simple. I want to pray God speak to me and show me the way you want me to go. Show me the way you want me to go. The next message is going to be all about taking God's advice. But we've heard enough to say, God, I want to take your advice. Let's lift our hands to him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, put your heart, put your life in the God's hands right now.
want your wisdom, God. We want your counsel. We want your wisdom, Lord. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit would say. Give us ears to hear, be led, to be led, oh God, by you and your word, oh God. God, we pray for the people of God today. God, lead us, Lord. Lead us by the Spirit. Lead us with kingdom revelations, oh God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Listen, as you're standing there, everyone put your hands down. If you have your hands up, just put your hands down. You can keep your eyes closed. But maybe there's someone here. You're at the crossroads. You need God's advice. And you want to do what God wants you to do. And even as this word has been unfolding, you're like, this word is for me because I need God to walk me through this. I'm not strong enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not clever enough. I want God's kingdom revelation for my life. I wanna listen, many voices, maybe there are many voices coming at you, but you're saying, God, I wanna hear your voice loud and clear. If that's you here today, we want to pray for anyone that find now. Just you, raise your hand right now. Anyone, you need guidance. You need kingdom revelations. Hallelujah. Hands are going up all over the building. All over the building. I want us all, lift your hands and begin to open your mouth and pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. from this place Lord that we would just remain in this this sovereign peace that I feel in the building 
this beautiful sense of assurance that if we just go your way, we will be blessed. No devil, oh God, no people, no one will stop your blessing upon our lives. If we put our faith in you, oh God. So release your people, oh God, to walk near to you, oh God, and to walk by faith in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said, come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah.